0: This show is brought to you by Made by Super. Hiring a design studio is more necessary than you think. Your brand is important, and how it's represented shouldn't be phoned in. Whether it's your logo, website, messaging, online ads, environment, graphic design, or social media, you need professionals, thinkers, advocates for your brand, people that will make you look good. It will make a difference. Trust me. Go to madebysuper.com and hire great designers to get to work for you on your brand. Also brought to you by Age Old Trade Design, LA's premier hospitality design firm. Welcome to Acting Real with Kat Foster, where I talk with talented, seasoned, professional actors about how they use what they've learned from acting in their real, everyday lives. If you have been listening to the show, and you like it, and you're moved by it, and it's helped you, and it resonates with you, subscribe to us on iTunes, and give us a good review. It means so so much and more importantly it helps other humans find the show thanks hey you guys today's episode is with my friend Jarrett sleeper who is just so smart and so articulate and has so much to say about so many things we talk about everything mental health and truth Um, (laughs) so this is exciting. Jarrett is an actor, a creator, and a podcaster. Uh, As an actor, you've seen Jarrett all over the television on shows for Disney, ABC, NBC, Showtime, MTV, and many more. Uh, You also know him as the co-host of the hugely popular web talk show, Totally Clever. He co-created, wrote, composed, and produced the show, The Fourth Door, for Go 90, Go 90 verizon's mobile video platform and he wrote and directed an anthology of spooky stories for nickelodeon called don't go alone he's also had a bunch of viral video hits including his satirical moon juice video just google moon juice video it's hilarious he writes he produces he directs he acts he hosts shares all over the place he even has a collection of poetry coming out yes poetry about love and he's a brown belt in jujitsu Whatever. Uh, Recently, Jarrett has been the host of an awesome podcast about mental health. You can hear the second part of Jarrett's and my conversation on Jarrett's podcast, which is called My Good Bad Brain, uh, which can be downloaded wherever you guys get your podcasts. Make sure to check it out and also check out all of the episodes of his podcast, which are really, really good. And I'm so happy to be a guest on that one. And I think you guys will enjoy our conversation. Uh, Yeah, enjoy.
1: It is a skeleton, and you have to discover where the bones go. What I need for my life, I am drawn to create the play. You must use the play. You must use it like it is. I really actually have a strong feeling about like that question you just asked about yeah. like what do you say or right. not say. We're
0: starting. It's yeah. official. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Well, um okay, so I'm like a white straight guy in America. Mm-hmm. And that's like a problematic demographic, <laughs> you know? And uh but I do think I've realized I don't think it's useful for us to like just learn the language of like fake wokeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and learn like how to toe the line and not say the wrong things. And be like, oh, that's off limits now. I don't say that. Right, right. That's not useful. What's right. useful is like uh, actually understanding why people have a, a problem with it or something like that. Yeah. So if I have, uh, I was just talking about this the other day, like it's really wild. Uh, we were talking about, there's a new computer game out called Mordhow and it's like a medieval combat game. <laughs> and my friends and I were talking about and it attracts like some of the worst uh, uh, types of gamers because there's this whole subculture of this very, it's like, there's like a whole like, pipeline to it's like the men's rights and the incel stuff and the and the white supremacy and all this mm-hmm. stuff in the gamer community also mm-hmm. there's a weird pipeline to it and one expression of it that's come out has been this very bizarre like memes about crusaders and stuff like that huh. and like bringing that like deus vault these things that means like god wills it the things mm-hmm. crusaders would say mm-hmm. and the sort of invocation in a memey, humorous way that's kind of like the pepe frog stuff um
0: I don't know what that's about. You know is. about that? You're it's a very so weird... Much more but it's a much vi- more Well, like, it's like, a
1: very... It's not, different. like, cultural, like, opera, obviously, but it, it is, it. like, the weird subcultures that are leading to these, like, horrible shootings and all these people. Uh-huh. Whatever. There's um that that thing. It's very strange to think... Uh, so the Crusader thing...
0: But wait, th- describe the Pepe thing.
1: Well, the Pepe frog is, like, this frog that, this guy, that became, like, a symbol for, like, Kekistan. Like, all those people who would go, like... <sighs> there's this whole weird... I think it's very important to stress that, like ironic fascism leads uh-huh. to real fascism yeah, in sure. a very honest way ironic yeah. racism really does do that and yeah. you and i might have argued that's not true in the past mm-hmm. but now we've seen it over and over the guy who did the shooting in new zealand or whatever well, in if australia you're being
0: ironic about fascism or racism well
1: right it's, but, but it shows some poor taste i mean it is in poor taste it is in poor taste of course
0: i mean worse than that by the way that's like I, yeah, an but, understatement
1: but, but i yeah exactly i think what's that but okay, even saying that, mm-hmm. I don't think is instinctively something we understand. Like sure. as as a as a kid who like, you know, a little bit of an edge lord, they'll call him sometimes. Like you have this edgy humor. You just uh-huh. like part of your humor is you like to really fucking offend people. Uh-huh. And this idea that like that's part of who I am. And online, the meme people, you'll call them edgelords, and you're like, oh wow, really fucking edgy or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like that. That that thing that starts with I just like to prod people. I just like to make fun of them. It's just mm-hmm. what it's funny. It's funny because it's fucked up and it right. makes me uncomfortable. Has this odd slow slide into before yep. you know it, you really are standing there with these white supremacist shields with a, a cartoon frog on right. it at these rallies.
0: Because there's a lack of awareness in that level of dismissal. Yeah,
1: yeah and it's and, like and, it's
0: like it's like shirking responsibility yes. for your own mental health. I and- also
1: think it's also like you're tricking yourself into like. If I'm a young man who's isolated and I am incelibate or uh, involuntarily celibate Mm -hmm. and all that all that (laughs) shit and I'm like alone and the only place I find uh, camaraderie is these other people who like are red pilled quote unquote or black pilled and you know fucking hate themselves already and they. Have all this seething resentment and anger in them that mm-hmm. they don't know what to do with because mm-hmm. they're just an isolated young man in late stage capitalism that teaches you the only way you have value is if you have money or if you're fuckable. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have those things, then you just resent everybody who's not giving it to you because mm-hmm. we only have a capitalist way of thinking of this like ledger of what I have and what I don't. And that's how I have value or I don't. And you slide and it starts as jokes, a so way to prod at the cool people and the nice people and the shiny people and make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it just slides and you never face the honest anger you have Mm -hmm. and you never try to get to the root of it. Mm -hmm. And so that, that like ironic shittiness leads to like true, evil leads to like the MAGA shit, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then it's only compounded when they have friends who all wear the red hats too. Right. And they're like suddenly in public and people are like being horrible to them because mm-hmm. they're like, you're being horrible right. and they did, de- you deserve that. And then they go, wow, they're really being horrible to me just because of this hat. Wow. We really are. Us I versus should them. double down. Yes. Exactly. And that's right. what happens. Yeah. And so I feel like with the question of like, do you want to take things out that you are uncomfortable talking about? I, I feel like it's more important. Oh, so that, the point of that was yeah. we're playing this thing and I was thinking about this medieval. I did like a report on the Crusades when I was like in elementary school or junior high and and you just think of it as like a thing that happened part of the Western Europe and these, the series of wars or whatever. And it's weird to think how racist and imperialistic and insane and xenophobic those fucking conflicts were, yeah. but it's uh, the, the, the inherent uh, white supremacy and Western colonial well, supremacy. Aren't all
0: fucking conflicts. I mean, isn't that where it all, or
1: what, like a racism, xenophobia yeah, they're thing? they
0: all, yeah, that's what all, that's how this world has
1: been. Yeah. I think it has been. I think, I, I would I would think uh, in a more like logical, I think the more cynical and honest thing is it has to do with money. It always has to do with money mm-hmm. and the people who want the money, like in this case, the Catholic Church or the Lords who are aligned with them mm-hmm. is like, well, a good way to do that is to be like they're of, of another religion, which makes them basically satanic and they can be the bad guys. And that means we can go take all the shit, mm-hmm. you know, and God wills it and it's okay. Um, and I was just thinking like,
0: I mean, by the way, I don't know. You're probably right. I don't really, I mean, this level of conversation is already like, so, I mean, you're very intellectually astute and also like histor, like educated about history and politics. Like I'm,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go to college or anything like that. Like I want to back up from what you just said because. I really think it's related to the acting thing too. It's very human. It's very, very human. Totally why related these things to the go.
0: acting thing. Oh yeah, it's all related. Oh, it's all related.
1: <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't want to. I don't want to suggest. I think we should, just as we should be more honest about like, if I have a problematic point of view, it's probably because I was raised to think it wasn't. It was like it was just normal. That's how I'm right. supposed to look at the world. Mm-hmm. We brought civilization to the Western world, mm-hmm. not we genocide an entire continent mm-hmm. and never gave them a chance. Right. You know. Um, or whatever yeah. so you just kind of like if i express something and someone says hey that's fucked up that you use that word or this this assumption that you just had um and i and i go like oh oh shit 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 i'm i'm in i'm in a woke jail oh fuck okay okay i won't i won't say that anymore uh-huh. but really i'm just like well i didn't do anything wrong i didn't what did i, I just that's what they taught me in school i don't yeah. know that's a, what it's not my fault it's not yeah. my fault i'm a, a white straight guy uh, or whatever and I stop there, then the resentment grows and you never get anywhere. Right. You have like this fake feminist thing, you know? You know
0: what's interesting to me, though, is that when I asked you that question, like is there anything you don't want to talk about, that where you went in your brain was, um, I, you know, I don't want to seem like inauthentically woke or not woke.
1: No, but, that's, <laughs> but that is, I think like that's the one I'm concerned about on the internet mostly. It's like, that's when I well, right. have anxiety about it, is well. woke But jail. I
0: think that's interesting. But actually, it was Getting more... Getting canceled, you know? Well, Call I out. was more like, just like, is there anything like... In your like about like that feels too personal
1: for you. No, I I I, I uh I'll refrain from like divulging other people's stuff, you know. If I feel like there's other people that like it's unfair of me to do.
0: I don't care about. No, but sometimes you know
1: how I'm invested (laughs) is like you know what I mean. But as long as it's about me, I don't I don't think so.
0: Um, but it sounds like you have some like uh I mean I don't know I love everything that you said. What I love about what you said is just like to me like where I go with it is that um. Is that there's something really generous and useful about he- hearing people talk about stuff that is un- uncomfortable oh, yeah. for them, and like, and and also just stuff that they're scared to talk about, and also how we get come to the ideas that we come to. Like, yeah. there's something really wonderful to about hearing someone just say like, I, um, I'm scared.
1: Yes, I completely agree.
0: Or, or like I feel like this. Oh, fuck! Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or
1: yeah, it's. uh, I think if you enter, I mean, I've encountered. My feeling is, especially on this particular subject uh, of entering into like touchy topics uh, that seem like you know potentially cancelable, cancelable offenses or whatever, Mm -hmm. opinions that you just. I, I truly believe if you communicate with people in good faith, mm-hmm. they communicate back with you in good faith. Yeah. If you're if you, it's not that hard. And I think if you go into things assuming like it's not fucking fair that I'm gonna get canceled just 'cause I have this thing or just Oh, cause, oh, 'cause of the color of my skin and my gender or right, some like fucking right. dumb shit. Right. Then Yeah, well, you're going to be met with, like, shittiness back.
0: Right. But Um, how do you... But that's, like, for some people, that's really a leap of faith that someone's... that To communicate with someone in good faith. Like, to communicate with, like, the assumption that, like, you're going to be received in the way that you wanted to be. That's true. uh, Or intended to be. Yeah, I mean,
1: well, then we get into, really, the real shit, which is, like, attachment to your need for a certain outcome. Or, like, a fear that if you don't get the outcome that you want, that means uh what i'm a bad person or i have a bad sense of the world or then then your ego is involved you know what I've been thinking about lately this gets
0: really tricky yeah. i know uh will you throw me a pen is there an extra pen i hate not
1: fucking having a pen no it's all good
0: and maybe like a piece of something
1: um i i mean like i was thinking like the only archetype that feels like useful in this st- stage of it. uh civilization and existence is like the samurai one
0: yeah, um, we've talked about the samurai. Yeah,
1: because I, I was just re-reading some stuff about the other day because I was talking about with my friends. Like the Hagakure was this book that was written. And I, I didn't know this uh, about because it's a book about like a samurai's thoughts on being a samurai basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. It's the snacks. I <laughs> know the snacks. And, um, and it was written, I didn't realize, at a time when there was no war. So uh-huh. there in Japan is like, what does a warrior class do when you have no war? And Wait. what does that mean? Like, What does being a samurai mean then? Yeah. And uh, like a warless warrior. And the, the way they boil it down in a nutshell is that it can be thought of as the way of dying, not mm. like the way of living. Mm. And that like the whole foundation of the idea of the samurai archetype is you're already dead and mm. you commit to your already deadness. And with that emptiness and lack of a yes. fear, the irony of that, I think, is that you can then invest yourself fully in honing the the present realities of your, like, animal form. Yeah, yeah. So th- you would think on, like, to me, it's like good faith existentialism in a nutshell. Yeah. If you face the essential meaninglessness and absurdity and uh, randomness of existence at all, like, what the fuck is it here for and why and how... Uh-huh what do you come out with on the other side? And some people come out with, well, that means nothing fucking matters and why should I try anything and who gives a shit and morals are bullshit or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of us, the like good faith types, tend to come out with an instinctive response of nothing means anything and that's why it's so amazing. Like, what are the chances? What the hell is this? It's incredible. And there's a weird irony in that too, being like, I'm already dead. I have nothing to preserve. So now I can risk and I can hone and I can like prepare myself to be as capable and as likely to succeed at whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish, right? Um, wholly and fully without any fear, without a fear of like heartbreak. I'm dead. I I have something to preserve. What if I make the wrong choice? Right. What if I go down the wrong path and right. then I don't have this other path? It's right. like, fuck it. It's all done anyway.
0: Right. right. I think
1: that's right. amazing. It's,
0: it is amazing. So, can especially you, especially in like late stage capitalism? You, can, can you like break down the samurai, uh, like philosophy, mentality, ethos a little bit more?
1: I mean, honestly, like, I'm, I'm like being very, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a dilettante at, like, all of my philosophizing. Yeah. So, I really think that that is, like, the... fact. There's, That's like, it. some Book of Five Rings stuff, which okay, is, yeah. I, I feel, is adjacent. That was this book written by uh, Miyamoto Musashi, who mm-hmm. was, like, a legendary sword fighter. Uh-huh. And, um, I don't know, there's, there's something like 50 or 60 duels that were documented that he won, like, to the death or something like that. Uh-huh. And he wrote this book on sword fighting. And it's kind of amazing because uh, some of it's very, like, specific to real sword fighting. Yeah. but Somehow, still, like, you know, you need to know when to use the short blade and the long blade and but things wasn't like that.
0: was like this meme that you sent me that I was like super fucking? Into oh, that. when
1: we were sending the samurai
0: memes yes, to each other. That's what yeah, I'm well, for. I I think those I'm are so
1: fucking it, amusing yeah. because on the same level, like, I always keep in mind, like, it's. Like, the art of war is something people love to consult and whatever. Like, at the end of the day, these are people who, like, fucking murdered people and each other. Yeah. Who, the the great irony of all of that is, like, as as inspired as I am by, like, these figures, they believed in something, like, this idea of honor that was, like, the best thing to do with my life is prepare my body to be as beautiful and powerful and flexible and strong and capable as I can. And mm-hmm. then go into another field with a bunch of people and chop them up. Like, yeah. just start knifing them up. Like, that's so yeah. maniacal. That's so... There's, like, no real... So, I don't know. I always think, like, as many good things as they say and as clear-headed as they are, it's like, I never, like, want to forget that, like, they're um, murderers.
0: Well, but that was, like, that's their job.
1: <laughs> yes, but just think of how no, you said that. That's I, so
0: funny. I know. I know. It is very funny and, and interesting. But, like, to me, what's really interesting is just, like, the flip side of, like, being a murderer in that sense or, like, being a samurai is also, like, you're always... You're, you're confronting death constantly yeah like not only murdering people right. but also potentially being on the receiving end of being right. murdered and like where i go with it is like you know samurai and i just sort of in the general sense like a warrior yeah right like we're it's like there's something really beautiful about being a warrior there and, is and but,
1: also you're killing people right? exactly that, that, that. <laughs> I, I always i think um
0: yeah, like we don't want to like, over ideal. Like, 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 yeah. yeah, like we're not idealizing murder. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 always think
1: that the phrase warrior I feel is thrown around a little bit too much casually. Because, okay, well,
0: can I talk about the well, way like,
1: a warrior does war? I always feel like I just feel that way. Like even That's fighters true. and cage fighters. Yeah, but
0: sometimes don't you feel sometimes and and this is like loose and maybe irresponsible and not, you know, like, but but like don't you sometimes feel like life is like a little warish?
1: Yes. I mean, we're I, well, like fighting. No, actually, actually, I would say no. I think it's a, <laughs> I think life is constantly life and death. It's like death is in front yeah. of you every day, and your body. Only I, it's in,
0: very respectful to soldiers to say that life is not like war, right? Because I soldiers think that is know true. What war is?
1: I think that's true. Yes. And that's part of my point. Like even if you're a fighter in a cage or something like that, you're not a warrior. But like, sometimes warriors go we to
0: war. feel in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Like we are fighting. Well, I think to we live. Yes,
1: we are in a life and death struggle every day. Our body only knows uh, the paradigm of i'm I'm living or I'm dying. Like mm-hmm. all of our habits are hard to break and everything because our body knows that whatever we're doing now, at least the vessel's alive. So uh-huh. why would I change anything? Okay. Any change is a risk to the system. So like, I definitely think it's not an accident that we feel like we're in uh, a life or death situation every day. Mm-hmm. And I even think it's right to say that we're, cause war is but violence. not plus,
0: everybody feels well, like this.
1: I don't, I would say, that's like saying, um, Donald Trump doesn't feel, um, the shame and the pain of being a shitty, non-empathetic person. Well, he probably he'd, doesn't quote unquote, yeah, yeah. but I just. Fundamentally, don't believe that's possible. I think he's buried it so deep among so many sure. other things and okay. trained in such I a totally way that you. everything he does is from that point. Yeah. Like I was thinking this about men in particular who like philosophize, like myself or whatever, mm-hmm. is like so many of their theories is just rooted in peepee stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like uh, a a guy will use his big strong brain uh-huh. to justify and build an ethos and a philosophy that makes sense to them uh-huh. around just the fact that he's uncomfortable, that he is yeah. not, uh, uh, wanted as often yeah. sexually as he'd like sure. to be.
0: Okay. But here's, what I mean? yeah, but here's what, yes, I do. I totally know what you mean.
1: Uh, yeah. PB yeah. stuff.
0: PB stuff. Um, but wait, <laughs> hold on. Sorry. I want to talk no, about, I wanna, I wanna,
1: wait, can we stay on this thing about the war thing? Like yeah. we're not in a war every day. The yeah, life, death thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would, I would, I think that. Well, that's war, what I want to talk about. And the, and yes, I think war and the question of like what a soldier is and a warrior and the morality of that is like war to me is violence plus politics.
0: Okay, great. It's like
1: violence with a political end or intent. Okay. Um.
0: So let's think of a yeah. different way. So 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 you're right. So maybe then then the warrior the word warrior is not the best way of of describing this archetype. i know
1: i mean well it's it's hard i mean that's like maybe why i've relied on samurai which is kind of the same thing so the book that
0: changed my life is called yeah. uh shambhala
1: oh yeah okay I've Never I've the shambhala. warrior
0: okay. okay yeah okay and this was written by a monk named chogyam trungpa who also like had a you know his own fucking demons and ended mm-hmm. up dying of alcoholism but this book really? that he wrote yeah right Oh, you seem so disappointed. No,
1: I'm not. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. I get. I one of the reasons I said the mental health thing. I get so scared whenever, uh, like Anthony Bourdain hit me really hard, or or like mm-hmm. Robin Williams. I think Robin Williams it turned out like had uh some uh, illness or something like that. Like he had, uh, had been diagnosed with a terminal illness. I thought I'd heard, and that was oh, part of that decision, which did shape a little bit the feeling about it. Uh-huh. But I I think it's scary to to think. I'll think I'm through a phase in my life. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, the suicide part's over. Like, yeah. I've gotten through that. And when those things happen, or, like, you feel like, I've figured out my depression. I've got it. Yeah. And when you hear those stories, it's always scary to be like, fuck. Your demons do not stop coming for you. Yeah. I think that's where, like, Christianity stuff comes, like, sometimes can be so appealing where you're like, the devil's always going to fucking try to get you. The devil's always waiting. But I think that's,
0: waiting. to me, that's what being a, a warrior, when I say warrior, yeah. and, and, and and look, like, I recognize, like, it doesn't. Like, I say it that also some people, I mean, we just talked yeah. about the word, right? right? Like, I take responsibility for the word itself. Um, so, just because I don't think it right. means what you th- felt like no, sure, it doesn't sure. mean that I don't also acknowledge that some people do feel like it yeah. means
1: those things. So, whatever. I know. And I, and I hate I'm to really, be like, I don't want to police language. I think no, no, I'm not trying to in li- the way I'm of it. I'm happy
0: to police language. Like, I'm happy to kind of fucking do anything. <laughs> but the reality is, is that what I really only care about, honestly, and, and, I, and I, and I, and I, well, no, I'm not going to say it like that. It's not that what I really only care about is this, but I also i'm I fight for our ability to f- feel this, and when I say this, what I mean is good like I think that we all can yeah. actually feel good. I don't think that we have feel to good. feel like yeah. yeah. That, like, we're always, like, going to die or potentially going to die or that we're dying every mm-hmm. day. Like, you mean,
1: like, pleasurable and at peace and comforted? And yeah, like, yeah, that kind yeah. Of good, and I like, don't mean,
0: yeah, but I don't mean, like, we're never sad or angry. Right. Um, Or disappointed or ashamed or, like, whatever. Yeah. I just mean that there is a way of feeling in life, like, like sort of, like, we're bu- yeah. buoyantly okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Like, there's a sense of okayness that is achievable. Yes. Uh, if we do enough work and wait, I also feel like it's I can't, that, but right? I also can't fucking say that when like people are like in fucking cages in the world and well, like, yeah. and like soap and starving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that also, I, I'm very mindful. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, I really think acting is everything. Like I think acting ties in all this, but part of the acting thing is this like immediate, uh, paradox of. Um, we're going to table work it. We're going to prepare it. You're going to train this to study this for uh, years and years and years. You're going to mm-hmm. memorize lines. You're going to read lines over and over. You're going to do so much work. We're going to discuss everything about it. if you want anything you want to, maybe you don't want to, but like, where are they from? What happened to them before this? Blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to forget all of it and go on stage and see what happens. Yeah. And that like paradox of like prepare, 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 work, 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 try, 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 then do nothing. Yeah. Is uh, the same as like what you're talking about. Which is like, yes, every day in in like the late stage capitalism that we live under Uh is a fucking struggle. You have to pay for every moment you're alive. Your your freedom is threatened at any time and is really like fucked all the time. Mm -hmm. There's a million reasons to feel bad. The planet is boiling and like we seem to be sprinting towards that cliff and nobody gives a fuck Mm -hmm. at the same time. I can have a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and that's real nice. Yeah. I can laugh with my friends, and that's real nice.
0: So my ideal is to be able to hold right. all of these seemingly oppositional sort of under awarenesses right. at once.
1: Okay, this is what I've been thinking about a lot lately. Okay,
0: tell me. <laughs>
1: about that thing about how my, well, for sure, educational system and being raised as in the body that I am, like, has been totally shaped by white supremacy, colonial, uh, uh, sort of supremacy, Western Europe, European supremacy, all that stuff. That's so fucking real. Um, also, under capitalism, I truly believe fundamentally the way we think about ourselves is we're only allowed to think in binary ways as like a ledger. Are yeah. we good or are we bad today? Are we feeling good or are we feeling bad? Are we doing mm. good or are we doing bad? Is the world good or is the world bad? And like, it's only very recently that I've had the, the, the term dialectic, mm. like, really truly presented to me mm. and some of the, Philosophy explored and some things I've read, and I was like, fuck, finally found something that is like telling me the truth about how things are, which is it's both. It's all of the things at once. Yeah. And the truth and honesty and reality of a situation is some mean of the constant flowing negotiation between infinite forces and whatever the, the sort of mishmash of that ends up being at the end. Yes. And that it is never static and it is never one thing. Yep. And it's uh it's this thought pattern that we're taught since we're young about like everything has like an up or a down you know uh Gryffindor you get points or you lose points Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. I realized I was like I keep a ledger in my head all goddamn day about like habits you know what I mean Mm. like did I did I am I a good or bad person because I or like I'll feel like oh you know what I did stuff today because I did the dishes right you know or, or something yeah instead of just and I get so much anxiety when I have this thought that like, oh, it's never going to end. There will always right. be more tasks. Right, right, I'll never be complete.
0: Yeah. Like, can we focus on the being instead of the doing?
1: Uh, correct. Yeah. And just like, be okay. I, I've always... I like that you said that. And I think it's a weird coincidence when you said that, because I remember a long time ago feeling that way that I was like, uh, the best way I could explain it is just an overwhelming sense that like, things are okay. Mm-hmm. They're not... like. I used to take comfort in my like existential like loss of myself and depression sometimes thinking that like no matter how bad everything is like Mm -hmm. if it's a fucking charnel house like war or something going on and it's just truly as horrible as it can be it doesn't like violate the rules of reality Mm -hmm. like it still exists and I was like so therefore there's something about it that like it's real and so it's like okay Mm. it's not like oh you it's not like a a gravity bubble or whatever, where just yeah. everything disappears. Yeah, you yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't... I don't know. I always thought that that access to, like, it's o- it's okay, uh-huh. like, uh, the, I don't know, it's like a cosmic horror it, it thing. Like, feels, it never gets yeah. outside of, like, whatever's happening must be tacitly okay, because it exists. And if I can at least get that foothold, then I can... Start climbing out or do something. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, to me, maybe what you're talking about maybe is is acceptance.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, like the only way to like change our state of being in any way, or how we feel, or our or or even our circumstances, I believe is first by first by becoming aware of them and then by accepting them. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. We have to, because like we can't uh, if we're not seeing what we're in in whatever sense we're in it, right. then we can't, um, right. then we, then we don't even know what we need to
1: change. Right. Well, I think the other thing that makes it very difficult is I always, I say it as, uh, I'm Calvin Hobbes, the one person <laughs> that like, you have this high mind, you have this soul, this, whatever this thing is that makes consciousness, uh-huh. that 21 grams thing or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. The thing that can observe what you were just saying, that can observe the situation and accept it or not. Uh-huh. And you also have, or even just imagine another. Wait, was that
0: of, a reference to 21 Grams, the movie?
1: Well, 21 Grams, of the movie was a reference to like this actual thing too, Which where like was, uh, some some scientist said he thought he measured a soul. Was that he he measured all these bodies oh. as they were dying, and that they all lost 21 grams when they died. Oh right. And that that must be the, ma- the mass but of a t- soul. Was
0: 21 Grams was about cocaine, right? I don't know. I'm just making that up. That movie wasn't that about cocaine? That was it was about dying okay yeah. great
1: okay anyway so the 21 girl, thing, i mean, i'm glad i asked i, I think it's I'm funny like, Are well it's yeah. definitely some like pseudoscience thing I but <laughs> okay, it's, yeah, so disparate, it's 21 funny girls. but whatever that okay. thing is mm-hmm. that makes us like mm-hmm. observe our situation mm-hmm. also exists with a body that's uh, an animal one and yeah. is full of epigenetic desires and its own uh-huh. desire to live that we can override sometimes but only to a certain point And I think this is why the samurai stuff, like, uh, that sort of paradoxical and, like, archetype appeals to me so much also is, like, it's fucking weird that we can sit here and talk like this and we can, like, think about high ideals and we can think about the soul and whatever and then also – To keep that going, I have to take stuff that grew out of the dirt and mush it up in my face and then process it through my guts. I guess
0: what I'm always looking for, though, like I totally hear what you're saying. No, I mean on the
1: same level, like let me just finish one thing about that that gets even weirder, though. It's like I have a body full of uh, however many dozens of iterations of me Mm -hmm. that for a lot of the time killed stuff. Like they had to kill things. Mm -hmm. And now I don't have to kill things, but my body still wants to do it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's like... The point of that to say, and the sex drive is the same thing. Mm -hmm. So like you have this, it becomes incumbent on you because think about how much your mood changes just by getting tired or hungry or thirsty Mm -hmm. and it like changes your sense of self. Mm -hmm. So I really truly think in that is some essential truth of like what, what is the demand if we want to survive or feel okay or whatever is to like really understand that if we don't deal with this a stupid dog thing that we own, mm-hmm. then our spirit will be overridden by it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, um, and so I think it basically comes down to strong yeah, to, compartmentalizing. To me, of I,
0: it. <laughs> I know. See, I actually, I vote for the opposite. Like I like actively pursue the opposite. I of the integration. I, yes. I pursue mm-hmm. integration. So like, I don't like, I, I, I sort of, I don't distinguish really between like this animal mm-hmm. body and this these like high ideal twenty one gram things. Sure. Like I sort of feel like it's all part of like an, a system that mm-hmm. is like quote unquote me right. that is quote unquote cat For foster sure. that is quote unquote like everything right. and nothing right. and you know what I mean. But it's well,
1: all. I know. A thing. I'm, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I think it. This is where it becomes con- difficult because, again, I would believe it's like capitalist thinking. We have to like, and this is where language fails, and like we we will attempt to enter a zone of poetry yeah. to sort of yeah. like, you know, that's why. Yeah. I don't know that's why Bible's so fucking convincing for so many people because uh-huh. it's poetry. When right. You, you know?
0: Right. Right. I want to bring this up again, actually, because we just talked about this in another podcast, and I can't remember whose episode. But it, it. Oh, I know it was Kyle. Okay. So we, we like it does. And I know you know this, but I just want to say this because I feel like this is such an important thing. When you start talking about things that are very true, mm-hmm. language fails.
1: It does. It, it just, just fails. fails. <laughs> try to tell somebody what love is. And I think it's a bigger failure that people will, um, who have committed themselves to the human mind, mm-hmm. will try to be like, well, love is just chemicals in your brain, doing this thing and this right. thing, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's like,
0: okay. And also, though, like, when you start to enter into, like, a real uh, sense of, like, presence and satisfaction, mm-hmm. like, words don't seem to, you, they, they, they come slower
1: That's and true. fewer. I think if you, hopefully...
0: Because there's there's not as much that needs to be said. Right. Like when you're in the realm of truth with someone, like there's just not that many words that you need yeah. to say.
1: But I also think if you've committed yourself to the system that we have and it's too scary for you to mm-hmm. live in an amorphous space, like you're an actor. Mm-hmm. So like actors live in an amorphous thing. That's, mm-hmm. you live in the most fearful, that whole thing of leap in the net will appear. Like that's your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to commit yourself to the system of the ledger. yeah Like of the, you know. Okay, but can but, you but create saying, it though? Answers.
0: But can you create it? Can you create the leap and the net will catch you? Or
1: I mean, leap and you know know can you like What do you, you mean, mean develop What do you like, mean like develop you, it? Like can
0: you like, like let's say like, yeah, like, let's say that, like, there's something awesome about living your life in a way where, like, you feel fear, but then there's this stronger voice that, like, this is the game of life. Like, this is just part oh, of yeah. it. Oh, like, yeah. 100%. Cottage.
1: So, like... That's, I mean, that's also acting in a nutshell. That's stage fright. That's, like, or that's also athletics, like combat athletics, all of especially. It. That's, like, that's the mastery of self. So like, how do you I do got it got if you're juice. not
0: an athlete or an actor, though? That's, like, always my question.
1: Well, I mean, I, I see again, like as the athlete or actor thing fucks it up because you're just like you're just a person, really, and you're a person right. like figuring out. I don't know. I think uh, well, this is but like this, I'm this, saying, well, if is, if
0: you haven't trained in it, right? right like if right, you right. haven't your whole life had teachers right. being like trust, faith, like or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm oversimplifying being an actor or no, no. athlete, but. Like just today, right. like, If you like confront someone, I mean, like, you know, you see it. I always think of this one fucking couple I saw, this one time, this one couple, this one time. And they were, I think they were at an airport and it was, it was in an airport. Everything's
1: intense in airports because so, they're liminal so spaces.
0: Indeed. It's
1: hospitals and airports. Transitions. Yeah, we're they're all in of transition. And, going. and you
0: know what? That starts when we're a baby. Like when I have a nine month old and like when we, when we, when, Like one of the things we talk a lot about, we took this class, this parenting class was fucking incredible. Um, uh, man, um, I'm like blinking on the teacher's name all of a sudden. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. He's like the best. I'm going to link to it anyway. Um, um, when we're kids, transitions are such a big deal and like meltdowns tend to happen around transitions, like the transition from, Yeah bath to bed or dinner to bath or you know waking up in the morning or like getting in the car for school because there's always a sense of loss right there's a sense of loss and there's also unknown that's right and so here we are as an adult this is why it's a dog same dogs
1: just dog when i was like i encountered time as a dog yeah i also think i i maybe say that to aspire to that because dogs feel the opposite of people about transitions sure they're like where the fuck we going? You yeah, know? yeah. Like all yeah. the time. Awesome. Any change is good. Yeah. Like any change. A squirrel is fucking amazing, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think there's something really essential in that. And I think you can, I think different people are wired differently too. Uh-huh. Like, I, I heard this thing once that um was saying that basically predominantly, that like, whether you are liberal or conservative instinctively in your is like instinctive, is that it is much less taught than a genetically inherited thing. Mm-hmm. And the suggestion was that like because, you know, in surviving the ice age and whatnot, there's two uh, types of person and ways of thinking and being that might be very good strategies to surviving It would survive evolution. And one of them would be like, I'm going to worry about me and my family. I'm going to be focused on security. We're going to kill threats and we're going to keep it inside and we're going to make sure we prosper, that we prosper. And that's it. And that's gonna be good. <laughs> and that's very yeah. conservative. Yeah. And then there's very this other idea of like, well, it seems like sometimes I get weak and when I'm weak, it would be great if other people were there to help me. And if mm. I help other people when they're weak, then they'll, they'll help me, me when I'm weak. And yeah. as a group we're gonna keep this together and we can't let anyone out because when one person hurts, we all hurt, and that's how it is. Yeah. And that's a really great way to survive the ice age also. Yeah. And yeah. that like so those two things survive mm-hmm. and you end up having, you know, it takes a lot of us to take down one fucking woolly mammoth. It's yeah. like uh it makes sense. I mean, the idea of a perfect democracy utopia would be that the negotiation between these factors, well, we're going to be here to make sure no one gets left behind and we're going to be here to make sure that everybody stays, stays mm-hmm. safe and we, you know, that like that would be a perfect thing that these, but the irony of it
0: or is, that like again that we could somehow fucking integrate those two mindsets and like well that's it, the
1: problem because we think that when one person goes further to one side of it that the way to balance it is to go further to the left but like right, really so what happens is you just turn into a blinds. centrifuge
0: yeah or an echo chamber and it's like well i'm gonna have more people on my side well i'm gonna have more people on my side or like yeah um, okay. Whatever. I
1: didn't mean to get off the thing, but wait, no, no. wait, wait, wait so the integration, I'm the, the integration. Couple, so
0: I'm in the, cu- so I'm in the airport yes, the couple. and I see this and this woman's so fucking mad. She's just, okay, no, no, So I see the woman, she like buzzes by me. I don't know if this is like in the line of security or maybe just down the hall. Or I don't know, something. And the guy, her husband is like so Upset, like desperately just trying to follow her. That's when mm-hmm. it like like just uh me he did something, he cut in front of me. It was something like this. Like Mm -hmm. he cut in front of me and it was like, normally I don't really care if someone cuts me but it was like in a moment where it was like super aggressive. Yeah. And like he cut in front of me and I, but I saw the whole thing in an instant like what he was up against was this woman who was always fucking pissed at him for being maybe slower Mm -hmm. or whatever. She perceived him as slower Mm -hmm. and then he was like always trying to keep up and like knew that she was always going to be mad at him. You know? Like if he didn't This is my whole story, right? Okay, seeing this couple you are probably right.
1: Well, it
0: felt like that. Like there was just such a sense of desperation for—he would have done anything just to keep up with this woman who clearly wanted to kill him. Right. (laughs) Um, And they'd probably been doing this for like. I know a thousand years yeah um so um
1: there's so much good stuff in yeah that oh my god it
0: was amazing but like why was I now like why I do we chase
1: the thing that wants to kill no, us no
0: but now I can't even remember why we're fucking talking about the couple
1: well because you were saying we're talking about the integration and like and the mastery of like the, the warrior oh yeah the oh yeah the, like what I wish actor.
0: no no we're talking about yeah we're talking about like, like so fear. how do you take that dude mm-hmm like how do I sit down like if that dude came in here today?
1: I don't fucking know. Where
0: would we start with him? I don't him?
1: fucking know. I really think um
0: We would sit him down.
1: Everybody's different, but
0: I mean, I would just say, "Dude, like basically like Everyone's I would just different. like I would feel into him and just, well first I would just give him love." yes exactly. i was like you're okay i
1: have a a strong belief that validation is an extremely important stage that if we don't get it as children we spend our whole life either resentful of it and being pissed at other people who Uh want it being like you fucking snowflakes Uh or whatever because we've accepted i accepted that it's fucking shitty no one cares about me you better do it too you know or uh you spend your life figuring out how to get validated yeah and i do think that If once you are validated is the natural progression to go to stoicism, that like once you're like, okay, okay, I know I'm enough, but as I just – I personally am maybe biased, but I think humans are hardwired to create – to, mm-hmm. to uh, not, not be productive, but to create be creative. I, I agree. And so once you – so then you will put aside yourself to in the pursuance of your goals, which is like the toughen up, don't let all your emotions tell you what's true and become the next thing. Mm-hmm. The problem is our society, because we don't – like we're f- structured for productivity, not creativity. Mm-hmm. They tell you when you're a kid, nobody fucking cares about you. You better be stoic from the beginning, blah, 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 and creates all this anger and resentment that like never – is Until you're like, either you have a, a midlife crisis and finally go to therapy and cry a lot, and you'll be like, my dad
0: Or a you're a fucking Jewish person, like I am, so I can see mm-hmm. that. And, and by the way, of course, not all Jews have families like mine, but I feel like it, we you're find it canceled. a lot in our culture. I know, like we're going to get canceled. Or, or whatever, Jews aside. Mm-hmm. You come from any family that's always like, you're amazing. <laughs>
1: Yes. You're amazing. You're the
0: best. You're the most special. But why were
1: you amazing and special?
0: Oh, my God. I was, like, the best. I mean, that's what I was. Was was it
1: just inherently, or was it because of, like, the things you did?
0: I mean, my grandmother credits genetics, you know, so she – I mean, but but it was – no, it was mostly the things – well first it starts with like you're so you're extra smart right I'm, I'm well, extra that, smart I'm, I'm smarter he, yes. than, I'm special I'm smarter I'm special I'm more mobile I'm more interesting and then it's like oh and then it's like mm-hmm. oh and I and I'm the best on the stage at the ballet of recital course. or like the fucking best in the play I'm the one that sticks out I mean what a fucking mind fuck well, I, like, I
1: think that you I think because I feel like I had that too and I came to like self-sabotage a lot because mm-hmm. I resented the idea that the reason I was good was because of these things.
0: No, well, that... Do you know well, what I'm saying? Yes. yes An accomplishment and, also, and a list of though, accomplishments. But here's the truth, and this yeah. is like, this, there's a great book called Unconditional Parenting by Alfie Kohn. I've read a lot of parenting mm-hmm,
1: books. I believe that.
0: So, um, the reason that it's fucked to say to kids, great job! Awesome thing! or "You, yeah. Wow, you were the best on that soccer field today, or whatever, is that if you don't say that, then there's some indication that the kid has fucked up. So your love okay. is conditional. It's necessarily conditional. That's what I'm saying. Because you saying. can't literally follow your kid yeah. all around all the time. Yeah. So you, the kid develops some level of resentment. I think
1: that you... we need. That's not validation, though. Well, yeah.
0: We have to stop... Foc-
1: well, that's so, reward.
0: Well, so... But here... But I even further wanted to talk about the word validation. Not the word itself. I wanted to talk about the idea of validation. Uh-huh. Because actually, like... What I think that all kids need, even more than validation, if they need validation, is attunement. And maybe, actually, maybe those are the well, same things. now you things. are sounding
1: very Jewish. That's very Catholic, very but Jewish. Is it? Atonement? No, attunement. Oh, okay. They Jesus said atonement. Christ. And I was like, wow, yeah, you really jumped into some territory to... <laughs> that I did not know that I could you were like, you I didn't to.
0: expect that. <laughs>
1: Original sin, all right. <laughs> atonement. No, attunement. attunement. Okay, what's that? So,
0: attunement is... Um, when you look at your tiny little baby and they seem tired and you put them to bed and you, you look mm-hmm. at your tiny little baby and they seem a little hungry. So you feed them mm-hmm. all of the things, yeah. as opposed to you look at your tiny little baby, they seem something to you and it turns out they're tired, but actually you feed them or you right. think they're hungry, but actually they're tired. Right. I think I just said the same thing. So what That's we what need, think. what we really, really, mm-hmm. really, really need is deep 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 listening from our parents i believe that like really we need somebody in our lives mm-hmm. or or from a grandmother or a caregiver or whatever we need someone in our lives who sees us and hears mm-hmm. us and understands us right and to me that is like right. really fundamentally I what we right. need so like it doesn't fucking matter if someone's like good job billy right if billy's tired and you're feeding him or you're if right. he's Wow. hungry and you're putting him to bed then billy's fucked
1: well because i've been I've, it's very much uh, i think you're <laughs> that's fucking, an exaggeration no i think you're totally spot fucked. on i think uh even me my concept of validation is one of value without uh, association i guess that mm-hmm. just says like literally if you did nothing but exist right you're good and it's beautiful right. and it's great. Right.
0: So then you, we get back to being versus doing, like uh, right. loving someone for their being. But
1: even the way I frame it is mm-hmm. one of um, value, of like yeah, you're yeah. good even with nothing. Right. Which is interesting right, because right, I agree right. much more with what you're saying, which is what I'm trying to get to, I suppose, is a, is a sense of yeah, being this listening right. presence that you are in a.
0: So the way to counter it is instead of you are good great, perfect, wonderful. Mm-hmm. When I see you, I, I feel so much love.
1: That's nice. I like when that. When I'm
0: with you, I feel so Much joy.
1: I think that's amazing.
0: When I hug you, I I feel filled with warmth. Yep. So that it's not about a label, even if that label is quote unquote Mm -hmm. a good positive label or whatever. It's about the feeling, this connect connectivity. And by the way, this is where this is where I find this like possibility of integration Mm -hmm. between this 21 grams and the animal body is like our 21 grams can go. Oh, I'm gonna reformat the words. That the animal body says right. to convey myself, my 21 mm-hmm. gramness. Yes. Like I'm gonna, comp- I am going to change my physical behavior. Um, the body will listen to me um, as I uh, as I speak these, as I tell it to speak these different words or mm-hmm. do these different behaviors. And then these these behaviors and these different words that I'm speaking, I'm gonna. My 21 gram self is going to open to receive them, and yeah. they will expand me.
1: I think that's really good. Like
0: they can work together.
1: Yeah, it's because it's uh, it's interesting because it is like again a thing that's very complicated to try to explain. It's wordy, and then the doing of it is is very simple.
0: Yes, it's so like a nothing. It's
1: like an odd. It's uh, again, I do think it's related to acting, yeah. and also we've talked about this before, but like like uh, how auditioning is like the opposite of acting because like audition is yeah. like show me something make a choice do a thing and that real like really like acting when you really get into it is like do nothing is how can you do nothing how right can you like listen and do nothing although you could you could you could do both you could do both you could do
0: an acting in an
1: auditioning <sighs> probably
0: the, to me the trickiest Wait, thing about auditioning by the way and you yeah. just came from an audition I did. so the trickiest thing to me about auditioning is that you gotta fake sh- a lot of shit so like when you're acting <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to fake a lot of stuff when you're acting too, but not as much. Yeah, you got like, a big when,
1: fucking camera right, like six inches. Yeah, well, but, the, the, then, the the, but then, but then maybe gaffer. you're quote
0: unquote being real. Yeah, so you got to fake that, like those people aren't standing there in a way, right? Oh yeah. But like even more, and actually, arguably, you don't. It's well, just again, that maybe is, nobody knows that you yes. you know that those people are there. But then, yes. but but the auditioning. Wow, this is like a good. tiny point that's really like silly, but but you know like when you're acting you have a prop if you're supposed to eat a sandwich you you have the sandwich on the stage if you're auditioning you're supposed to like don't ever anyone mime eating a sandwich in an audition okay Uh, this is not what i'm saying but something about but like there's some you have to you have to some way that Mm -hmm. was part of the layer that this writer put in there right if i had a choice i
1: would do every audition eating
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great because you have an action that kind of grounds you. I
1: truly think anybody, I think you're probably by a factor of 10, maybe just two, but like a better actor while eating.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, because it sort of takes your mind off. Yeah, having a
1: task. Yeah, you have a task. It's just, and it's also like grounds you in such an organic self. Mm-hmm. So he's like, that's like, I loved in, uh, I remember thinking like Ocean's 11, the best thing about the movie is, mm-hmm. uh, Brad Pitt's character is always eating. Mm-hmm. Like he's got nachos in yep. one scene, he's yep. got shrimp in one scene.
0: But then like, you know, as you become like a, like a better or a, a more experienced actor, you can make your action invisible. Mm-hmm. You always, you make that task. Sure. You can find the equivalent of eating. It's just something different. Yeah,
1: And I mean, I think I'm, I'm. Belying and unseeable. the first thing I said a little bit. Well, not really, because these are all become strategies to enter into this again, this like liminal space. This like thing of like the uh-huh. the way of be of nothing, the way of mm-hmm. doing nothing. Where like I remember doing like a, a a play when I was like a teenager, and it was a uh, very dark, heavy play, but also done like. For school groups what and Jewish community it? groups. Oh, oh no, I don't know it was called. Uh, and then they came for me, remembering the world of Van Frank. Oh, And geez. it was like wow. video would play during the show of real Holocaust survivors talking about this thing, mm. and then you'd see these scenes acted out by kids being them when they were young, I and this think whole I thing.
0: remember that.
1: It's a very like, very like educational theater kind of yeah. show, but such dark subject matter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I remember like. I was in it with a bunch of other teenagers, yeah. and so we're, like, fuckheads, you know? And yeah. we're, like, getting up early in the morning to do these, like, shows for, like, school groups and synagogues and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I remember, like, we all came up with secrets, basically, uh, that were, like... Anne Frank, the girl playing Anne Frank was like a vampire and um, she had this like thing with this young boy and she made it that she actually wanted to eat him and that was what was going on. Uh And he just made his that like he was afraid of smiles. Mm. So if anybody smiled at him on stage, he would just get really afraid. And mine was like, I was a Martian. I talked about this boat, but really I was talking about my spaceship Uh and we just like would and we started just fucking around and we come off stage like laughing. Oh, the best one was like this other girl who was like a young girl who was like, it's interesting how
0: reflective that is of your sort of reality that you a well, yeah,
1: so we can get into that. But yeah. like, but then this one girl was like that she had just developed breasts and was very proud of them. Mm. And so whenever you would like hug on stage, she would like press her chest in you with like every, like it was so weird yeah. and so like sacrilegious. Like what the fuck? It's like this dark show and yeah, we'd on yeah. stage like trying not to laugh. And our, I remember the director like watching one of those shows after we started doing that. Like, cause, yeah. you know, they stopped coming to all the shows and he, sure. came, and he was like, it was amazing today. You guys are so like alive up there. It was mm. like really, wow. Mm-hmm. And um And we were just like, well, I think there's something true about yeah. we weren't trying to be precious or being like, this is fucked up or whatever. We we're right. just like being kids who are alive in the Holocaust. Yeah. And like, in, and so there is a funny thing, like you're saying, there is some truth to like by having dumb little games or faking things or yeah. like you can kind of weirdly get to a kind of honesty by like mm-hmm. fucking around or yeah. like having a silly, or sometimes like, um I don't know, because then it's that thing of like comedia or like, musicals even or like kabuki stuff or like sometimes you get it like or or even like um Sort of like uh, a drag cabaret theater. Yeah. Some uh, camp in general. Any John Waters that like you almost get to a truth mm-hmm. by adding more. Well, like, more it reminds
0: Baroque. me of like almost like a mantra, you know, like in meditation. Yes. Like when there's like something that helps us kind of focus the habitual mind, like the yes. the monkey mind, then totally. we get to really be we, we more easily access that deep focus. Um, or we can slip more easily into that. Yep. I think so. Like it like kind of takes, it like takes the fear. Eat, eat, just eat. Well, I was going to, I
1: was picking what drink I was going to. Oh,
0: okay. And I want um, you to eat.
1: Well, cause I think it's related to the thing you said about the, the man in the airport and the woman and the thing too. Uh, and I, to me, the dialectic about the, the vessel and the true self or the mm-hmm. 21 grams and the thing or the, um, Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. I really like Calvin and Hobbes because I liked him when I was Tell a kid Tell me so about
0: much. Ca- Calvin and Hobbes. Why do Well, you just because like
1: Calvin, because C- Hobbes is. I mean, also that you know they're named after like Hobbes is like Hobbesian. He's the animal. Like life oh, is brutish and short. The whole shit, idea that we're I all just these vile that. animals in the jungle. And that like, and then Calvin was Calvinist. Was right. like this idealistic Protestant. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh self-abusing. Like everything's bad, dark, but imaginative and like almost like bright-eyed and hopeful as this. You know. Cr- person who believed in some kind of essential divinity mm-hmm. with its intellect, and that like the negotiation between these forces of the uh and I think it's probably uh on purpose as well that Hobbes was like imaginary that like that that mm. the truer one was the calvin thing, mm. but that and that Hobbes only shows up when you're alone, maybe mm. well, you could, i don't know I could go on and on probably, but for me it's like. There's, against the dog stuff too. Cause I think what you were saying is it's really interesting with the attunement. A dog is just happy to see you. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you always, and it makes everybody feel good. Not because they think I must be a good person. No, that is what they think. This thing is happy to see me, so I must be a good person. It's not that like I did anything. It's right. just they're like happy to see me. That makes me feel good that they feel good. And that's really, I just love this. This attunement thing is going to adjust how I discuss. Because to me, validation is about that. It's about yeah. um, a, a knowledge that you don't have to do anything. Like right. you can just be, yeah. and you are As good. As you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the Calvin Hobbes thing, uh, to me, the Calvin Hobbes one body thing, mm-hmm. is my acknowledgement that if I do not deal with the 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 tiger part of me, which is just your body, which is just a like, my my wife is so angry at me. And I'm angry that she's angry, the reaction of the reaction, and I got to chase her down, all this stuff. Like these chemicals come in your body and override it sometimes mm-hmm. that like they, they have very easily the power to override your 21 gram self. Mm-hmm. And, and they can also impart to you certain truths that your 21 grams might not be able to uh, deal with, mm. like certain kinds of fear, like second mm-hmm. sense, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. Uh, flinch response. It's like a mm-hmm. flinch response is what'll keep me alive when like a piece of shrapnel comes at my head by accident one day walking down the street, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there can be like, I think what becomes difficult and um, incumbent on us is like I guess seeking beings, trying to integrate these things is to, and I guess this is why I felt like I didn't disagree with you, even though I used the language of compartmentalizing. is mm-hmm. like, I need to be able to acknowledge when when my body is giving me some insane fear response mm-hmm. and go like, I really appreciate what you're doing and I know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't let you have the steering wheel. I've figured it out now. Yeah. And so, and I, I do think of it. I think of my demon or my vessel or whatever as, uh, the, the wolf. I've like negotiated mm-hmm. with the wolf. Mm-hmm. And there are periods in my life where I like had these real, like weird, personal, golem conversations with it where I was like, I realized it wasn't in, not compartmentalizing in the sense of like, that's not part of me. I'm just this higher being. I'm not this thing that wants to fuck and fight and and eat things. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like appreciating it Mm -hmm. like a dog and Mm -hmm. petting it like this dog that barks at people that come near me because it's trying to protect me. Right. And going like, I really know why you're doing it. And I know it's because you have, you know, my best interests at heart, Uh but like you're hurting people around me and me, Mm. you know? And that's weird that we can have these two things that are both, just as much us mm-hmm. and that's what i mean by you're right integration is a better term but it, sometimes it does feel like like i do combat sports it's just like
0: what's the feeling
1: the feel the feeling is just i usually when Compassion. i have that that it's that it's like it's it's um do you know that thing they said about ole like comes from Allah? no like uh, that like you know we go ole 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 or like ole or whatever that it came from uh i guess uh bedouin uh people that like they would if somebody would be like a whirling dervish would be dancing and sometimes mm-hmm. a dance would be so um like sorry, or, yeah, I'm yeah. just i'm just dealing with it mm-hmm. entranced uh and so that people would recognize that they had gone and that like god was there mm. and so i feel like when you access uh personally at least whenever i feel like i get come close to touching something like that's like capital t true mm-hmm. like truth mm-hmm. i always have that
0: yeah you know when you see yeah. people
1: being like really being people
0: yeah
1: um or when you it's think so about moving. that like just the impossibility and the wonder of it yeah it overwhelms me I feel like I feel like it's always that it's more like truth of some kind mm-hmm. than um really sad or really
0: yeah. beautiful or whatever, no you know. no no I agree it, that's always I always resonates that. in my head it's, tr- it's truth it's, right, it's hard right to hold because it's to. almost like it's like there's such an appreciation like such like an appreciate. I know, like. Hey, I, it to me, it just feels like mass.
1: It's I just know. like you. I can't contain it in this. You know. Yeah. So your body goes. Oh. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It's really pretty.
1: It is. It's weird.
0: Yeah. When you see like people really being them.
1: Like, oh yeah. Really, really.
0: Like you just want to bottle. Like I wish hmm. that. I mean, this is what I. I want. Like I remember I was driving in traffic once, and like there was this guy, and he like. He was in his car and his car wasn't like it wasn't a nice car. <laughs> I mean it was like a sh- car you would never like I don't know it was a Honda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a regular old car. And um and this guy was a regular old guy. Like there was just nothing at yeah. all like uh mm-hmm. you know fancy or glamorous about this situation. But this guy was singing like something like Pat Benatar mm-hmm. right or something like was yeah. like at the top of his lungs and just like having the best fucking time right this dude was loving Mm -hmm. what was happening in this moment (laughs) and it made me cry it made me cry yeah
1: like every person is a poem
0: yeah every person is a poem that's like really beautifully said and really true but how do we like so here's to me what gets in the way of us knowing that all the fucking time what gets in the way of it is us being like, oh man, but the, that other person is more of a poem than I am. I no. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, I know. or that I other know. person has more. Yeah. Than, or I don't want the fucking I poem know. car. I want I a know. fucking Mercedes. I want a G Wagon. <laughs> well, <laughs> or like, or that's like,
1: negotiation. Or just that's like, like I want a
0: Prius. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. Like, yeah. wanting the things that we think that we don't have or wanting something other than what we have. <sighs> yeah. And so, how do you, like, in your life? I don't know. How do you do it, dude? I
1: don't know, dude.
0: I mean, do you, as you, do you I don't find always. yourself wanting? Do of you course. Find, and then you're just like, fuck. Of course. Why don't I have that uh, thing? Yeah, 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 for sure. Or like, sure. I should have that and I don't have that. What the fuck is wrong with my life? Something has that? kicked
1: over. I honestly think, one thing I think is I'm grateful that I've never like had big success in certain mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, he, I remember hearing about a kid who, like, OD'd and he was on some TV show a while ago and, he, you know, he died. And, uh, and he was like adjacent to like, you know, two, a few mm-hmm. degrees of separation. And, and I remember I had like the same show I had like gotten called back for that show and just didn't get the part. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, oh, I would have died like mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's possible that like poverty or, um, never being able, always needing some manual task job or whatever the fuck is the only thing that kept me alive. Cause I was mm-hmm. doing my damnedest to drink myself to death Despite not having the ability to afford it. Are you sober? I'm not sober, sober. I didn't drink last year at all. Huh. Um, just as a thing, mm. like one time, mm-hmm. but like, and now it's just left my, I was like doing it a lot, like, uh-huh. and casually too. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I'm a true, um, addict, but I, I am, a an addictive personality. And, yeah. And also, I've, I'm medicated for ADHD now. Mm-hmm. And adult ADHD, we really f- taught the wrong ideas about what that, uh, thing is, it's got a bad name, attention mm-hmm. hyperactivity disorder or whatever, attention deficit Hyper It's like – it's not really just – it's not just about – what it is is a dopamine deficiency. Mm-hmm. Basically, your dopamine receptors don't hold dopamine well, mm. so you're constantly looking for new sources. Mm. More, most people uh, – or neurotypicals, rather, would like – you you get uh, a hit of dopamine from I did a good job or I did a mm-hmm. task or I something made me happy or whatever, and it locks in. You go, cool, let's continue living. And mine's just like never full, so you're just like more, 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 mm-hmm. more. I need something, I need something, I need something, and it can be pain. Like pain mm-hmm. is a great source of dopamine because you're like problem solving constantly. Mm-hmm. You have a drama going on. You need, right. you know. So I think that was part of it. Like, mm-hmm. and once I uh, became medicated for that, it's changed my life. There's also a thing that comes with it called uh, rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Is part of uh, ADHD as in adults especially. Um, like what's that describe uh, that it's well the opposite of the euphoria right dysphoria Um, the other time I've heard dysphoria commonly so like when you
0: feel rejected you get it, it like it, it perceived rejection you. the
1: small even personal rejection a sense that I'm a failure I did something mm. bad I'm not good mm. like which is ironic that He makes me, sometimes I use it as my personal pump myself up stuff to be like, for somebody who's lived my whole life on medicated or with rejection sensitivity for you to pick like fucking acting. It's like, I feel proud of myself for not dying. But, um, (laughs) but, uh, that's like when I need to pump up the Calvin and me, you know? (laughs) Um, but dysphoria, right? So the other time I've heard it more often used also these days is, um, in, in trans people, they, they refer to, um, the dysphoria associated with like being disembodied or Mm -hmm. I forget the right phrase, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, misgendered basically having them and it's just this. The same way euphoria feels good and you can't explain it, it's just like life is good, you're good, everything's beautiful, you're yeah. connected, and it's like, oh, that thing. It's just the opposite. It's like sounds, yeah. it's like depression, yeah. I guess. It feels very closely related to depression. maybe more,
0: more acute, it sounds like. I
1: feels more acute and more, I uh, I, I want to say, insidious in some ways. Uh-huh. It's just, yeah, it's disorienting is a good mm-hmm. phrase. Because depression, I guess they're very closely related. Depression is very much like... Uh, depression... Depression has to me more of a survival mechanism that makes sense to me now. Hmm. Like do you know uh, if you get CTE, like if you get like concussions, uh-huh. you know, um a lot of times people who get a concussion will become depressed or, or who've never been depressed in their yeah. lives. And it actually makes sense from a, again, an evolutionary mechanism perspective where the thing that really fucks you up with CTA is, or concussions is the secondary concussion. So if you get a little concussion uh-huh. and then you get hit again, that's uh-huh. real fucking bad. Yeah. If you get a concussion and then you chill and get a really, really and you're probably going to be okay. But uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy uh-huh. is from chronic trauma. Mm-hmm. So if your body had some mystical, magical way of fucking with your chemicals that made you not want to get out of bed, not leave the house not do fucking anything, uh-huh. not talk to anybody. Well, that's a pretty good way to ensure bed rest to a certain degree. Yeah. And so depression as a way of preventing you from getting more injuries or more traumas right. Right. kind of makes sense to me at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been it able to, adaptive. it helps me at least to use that, my intellectual brain to negotiate, uh, negotiate with it when I have it, mm. where you can go like, this isn't you. This right. is something you're experiencing. Dysphoria really feels tied to who I am Uh like tied to like Uh an essential and depression does that sometimes too. Mm -hmm. I've just gotten better at talking to depression, Mm -hmm. but like dysphoria has a much more like, this is about who I am Mm -hmm. like an essential bad in the universe. Mm -hmm. And, um, that is a thing I've had. I don't know who taught it to me. I don't think anybody did. That sense that there's something anathema to existence mm. about me, mm-hmm. which is very narcissistic on some levels too, is something I just remember having since maybe puberty, like like since I was a child. So
0: do you feel like the the root
1: of it is chemical? Um, I I do. Hormonal. I guess I do now. Just because and again, you, and this is do why you the combat body. It? How do well, you this is com- this is I combat it by well, I take my medications appropriately. Yeah. Uh, medications are not a solution. They just will hopefully. This, my friend said it best one time. He he said in his experience when he did get appropriately medicated because I avoid medication forever because my dad is very much. I think inappropriately medicated mm. or was mm-hmm. self-medicating and then over prescribed. And now he just can't live without it. Mm. And it's, it's weird. It always made me feel, he, he just, I don't know. He's, I, I just perceive it to be like, he didn't get more in touch with himself by regulating chemicals that weren't him. It just felt like it turned into something else. Uh-huh. But, uh, so I avoided it till I was like 32, 31, 32. Till mm-hmm. I finally saw a psychiatrist and, and tried it mm-hmm. after therapy, all these things. And my friend said it best that he felt like medication, when it's appropriate like that, doesn't fix your problems. It uh, puts you in a position to actually use the tools you've learned from books you've read or therapy mm-hmm. you've been in or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, It takes the edge off just enough.
1: Ju- just enough to allow you to. And I do have a hope and a belief that m- similar to like if I wanted to learn a pull up or somebody mm-hmm. wanted to learn a pull up, they didn't know how, they couldn't do a pull, they didn't have the strength to pull themselves up. Mm-hmm. Well, you you you, you would use them. rubber bands yeah. and you would hold and try to go down, and one day you can do a pull up. And it doesn't, you don't go from I can't do it till right. I can do it. Right. That, you know, I don't think I'll be on medication my whole life, but uh, maybe I will. And also, from the evolutionary standpoint, too, ADHD, there's a lot of compelling reasons that, like, that would be very valuable mm-hmm. to, uh, in a hunter gatherer sort mm-hmm. of situation, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who's constantly looking for new sources of engagement Mm -hmm. would be somebody who like looks out for threats a lot Mm -hmm. and is trying to go out there and get stuff and build stuff and can't settle and never feel like content Mm -hmm. that'd be very useful Mm -hmm. but in a in a situation where you don't have lack you don't need to think about lack Mm -hmm. so hard uh, i think it can be very and especially one that seems so divorced from the uh rewards of the body mm-hmm. which is like you know hunting and gathering and using your hands like i always feel better when i do some jobs that involve the use of my hands if i don't if i'm not exercising intensely yeah so that's
0: what, so 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 i fucking get crazy meds exercise a, little bit meds,
1: meds, a lot of exercise hands work water
0: hand hand water avoiding sugar yeah i mean yeah. like there's a
1: lot of stuff about like journaling our diets. meditating definitely that's something I go back and forth on. I love writing. I mean, you super expressive. Good. I yeah, mean, I, can, I just I listened to your fucking podcast,
0: two podcast episodes ago. What is it the, the about Jim Carrey and... Oh,
1: yeah, the Ariana, Ariana, Ariana thing, yeah.
0: And I, that was, I mean, it was, it was like a journal. It was like a 45-minute yeah. journal entry that was like so beautiful. Well,
1: that's what the my pods become like on, you know, every other one has become those kind of brain breather things. Um, I go back and forth because sometimes I think,
0: you probably feel better after you do that, right? Sometimes.
1: But sometimes I feel worse. Mm. Like sometimes it feels navel-gazy or I or, or I feel like shame about who the fuck do I think I am or Why why i even fucking doing this and like mm-hmm. who the fuck – what are you doing and mm-hmm. putting this out mm-hmm. public? What the right. fuck? like it like, Whatever like further
0: it grooves the synapses. Exactly. The,
1: the, the so sometimes I think that pathways. is why this – Acknowledgement that the 21 grams and the wolf, neither of them have, neither of them have the monopoly on truth. Yeah. That like I need to let them exist. Yeah. Integrate. Well, they
0: are each other.
1: That's correct. Yes, they can't not be. Right. Any thought I have that the 21 grams thought comes through electrons and fucking protons and shit smashing into each other in my brain. Yeah. They're the source of, like, chemicals and mm-hmm. other, I don't know, physics sort of bullshit. You know yeah, what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah, So it's
1: like they're in- inherently together. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: And, yeah, if you feel love, and that's, like, a big cascade of serotonin and dopamine and all these things, mm-hmm. and it, like, just blossoms in your chest, and you can feel it, you can feel an adrenaline response just, like, oh, falling over you like hot tea, it's like... That's physical.
0: So what, because is it really like my show, like ideally like in my heaven would be for uh, the guy in the airport. Like, what yeah. would you say that? Like, what would you, can we like, like talk to that guy for a second? Like, what would we, we would, we would, hold I don't his know hand.
1: that guy. Well, cause, cause we, maybe we hold his hand, but like, one thing I've come to respect more because of combat sports and the people like I interact with there, like
0: Yeah, tell me about combat sports actually real quick before we talk about it. Which
1: PS guy. one of the questions I think is you have is about like acting training advice. Do you want to talk really about that? I very strongly believe Please. that you should stop taking acting classes if you're taking them. If you're paying four hundred dollars a month to somebody in the valley or <laughs> yeah, the fuck yeah. or on Santa Monica to like yeah. have the privilege of reading sides with them. Yeah. I know. Um stop and go take a boxing or wrestling class. Like,
0: because why? Judo.
1: Because it's exactly what we're talking about right now. It's it's, uh, there's some essential truth at the middle of it. I'd recommend, like something like submission grappling, which is like not a point fighty kind of thing. It's a that's thing what where like, do. yeah, where you like simulate your death every day. Like mm-hmm. once you start rolling, if somebody taps you out, cause they got you in a choke hold or a joint lock, that would result in the wild of you being either fully just on basically something that allows them to go find a rock and finish you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's a really profound experience, especially, well, especially for me as a male with like the, the messages you're giving about your value mm-hmm. and your value being feeling so tied to your, body in many ways mm-hmm. um
0: maybe that's do, what that dude
1: needs he, I, I, think he do, I think i think people need their fucking asses kicked sometimes for real mm. and not not in a like not in like uh like sometimes you know broken clocks are right twice a day the the the, <laughs> the whole like you're not a snowflake like, patriarchy thing about getting the shit kicked out of you mm-hmm. and like sometimes some people just need to get their asses kicked mm. is about um uh, that thing in uh in gross point blank they call it shakabuku where they're like a <laughs> swift uh, spiritual kick to the head mm. which is like yeah, you, whatever you've had this idea about yourself, I remember being like a t- kid, like a teenager who didn't know anything about like a junior high kid and be like, I don't get fighting. I just would never give up. I would just keep getting back up. Right. And like, you're like, oh, you don't understand <laughs> that. Like when you close your carotid artery for about three seconds, right. you don't have a choice. Right. Your brain can't do anything without oxygen. Right. right. And this idea that you just have this weird bioorganic machine. Yeah. that That um, you think is you. Yeah. Yeah is, like, really great when you start dissolving that.
0: I had a friend who got a concussion and, um, like, was just, like, walking down the street. Hit his head really fucking hard on some, like, low-hanging something. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was really scary. And, like, he went to the brain doctor and got his things x-rayed. And he had this big, big mark. And he felt shitty. And, like, all the concussion things. But he also, it could have been something more serious. We didn't know. Anyway... He got through it. It was all fine at the end of the day. It took him about a month to fully recover, but it turned out it was just a really severe concussion and like everything was fine. His therapist fired him and was like, I don't think you need therapy anymore and I'm going to tell all my patients to go get a concussion. No. And it's so interesting, like, and I don't know exactly, like, I don't know necessarily the detail, but I think there's some. I disagree with
1: the concussion part. (laughs) I actually do. I did. did, Yeah, no,
0: no, not everyone (laughs) should get a concussion. Literally, I think the point is that, like, well, yeah, what was the point? But similar.
1: Did he slow down or like what? What happened that after the concussion?
0: I think that like it, yeah, yeah, slowed down. I think it's like kind of what you're talking about, like you, you get, you get. Fucking choke to death on a mat for a half a second. Right. Not all the way to death. But right. Like, and
1: you go whoa. And then the profundity in that case. Of it's like, a
0: consciousness shifter. Y- yes. It like is. if we can, if we can find a way to shift our consciousness, mm-hmm. then 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 that's when spon- spontaneous transformation can occur. Mm-hmm. Like enough with this. Like oh, okay, we're trying to change. We're changing. You know. By the way, wonderful. Let's all try and change. Let's all grow. Let's right. all f- become aware of the things in our lives that are not that give us a, that make us feel not safe or unhappy mm-hmm. and let's like try and change those like wonderful but the only space in which true transformation is possible like where you can go from like one thing to another thing like mm-hmm. spontaneously is the space in which um like things our consciousness is mm. is 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 open to changing yeah you know what i mean we're like yeah we're like the way that we like it's like consciousness shifters like throughout time like hmm you know, yes. the AIDS was a consciousness shifter. 9-11 was a consciousness shifter.
1: Right. Um,
0: the depression was a consciousness shifter. There are so many things that can like suddenly like our whole understanding of the way that the world works is totally different. Yeah. Um, And that's when we can see these huge like explosions in how we perceive the world. Right. You know?
1: yes so uh, not
0: I, necessarily a concussion but for whatever reason this is what that did for my friend and i feel like it's similar to what you're talking it about is. like that you know but it doesn't well, all other, have to be no. like bodily harm well, I was right just, i was
1: being specifically about the cd thing was like i do avoid uh, i think it's good to if you are interested in this to try out some contact striking just to get the experience sure, of that yeah. um but um for me it, i mean i'm in my 30s now and uh you only get one brain and right, yeah, CT does have dire consequences oh, yeah, if yeah. you get it a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah but for real. Don't with, get uh, a concussion. <laughs> with submission grappling
1: and things like that, you you might get little tweaks here and there sometimes when you tap too late or just the nature right. of doing any sports. Like You get hurt just as much playing basketball or, or right. soccer, frankly. Mm-hmm. But um, jiu-jitsu allows you to go – balls to the wall as hard as you can trying to kill each other every day and and if you get caught you tap and you go again and you just keep doing it mm-hmm. and there aren't the consequences of like depression and slurred speech and things mm-hmm. that come with CT mm-hmm. um, but the other big part about it specifically for actors is uh, what you said attunement which is I much better than any acting class I've ever been in maybe some dance classes could come close but I think the addition of uh, f- true fear like body fear mm-hmm. adrenaline response mm-hmm. and uh, life and death sort of stuff mm-hmm. You are – I don't know what's better for, like, listening to another person, knowing when to pursue and when to back off, Mm -hmm. uh, dealing with physical duress and still staying intellectually present during it, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, like, that's emotions, like, Mm -hmm. having, like, a lot of emotions come in and go out, emotional control, Mm -hmm. like – seeing things that are happening to you and not letting them tell you everything Mm -hmm. to do, but sort of like getting this unconscious gateway of understanding which parts of your body Mm -hmm. to listen to and which not like that is. And then all that wrapped in that is some kind of weird, essential existential truth, big truth Mm -hmm. around like, do you live or die at the end of this? Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, they say like all dramas, conflict or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and that every scene, is uh there's that there's mm-hmm. something at contest mm-hmm. your your objectives right mm-hmm. you're trying to achieve a thing and something's standing in the way and you got to figure out ways to do mm-hmm. it like goddamn fucking fighting is the best way to do that do
0: you feel like it would be so great too if like uh if like we could all have every time we act feel like a jujitsu match
1: yes it would be
0: and but also and then this I is I know like so my much other question though is like could we have like a lot of life feel like a jiu jitsu match like
1: yeah could we approach well that would be this guy to me is like this guy in the airport who's yeah freaking out or whatever
0: yeah
1: i think the reason the Jiu Jitsu stuff and the things matter to me is like it does it does force you to honor the truth of your body too yeah. and like there are times i don't know i i think 12 step stuff even things like that where you really learn to talk with your experiences a little yeah. bit and honor them also, yeah. which is like, I'm fucking thirsty right yeah. now, which is like, I'm fucking man. mad. I'm fucking, this is what, yeah. this is... You know what I think about all the time was this interview with uh Miranda July she did yeah. it with Rihanna. Uh-huh. Like Miranda July. Oh interviewed I heard Rihanna. I read
0: that too. Oh, Yeah, okay. So, where she went with that thing in her
1: purse. Yes, yeah, see, I think yeah. The part that I remember the most from it was her asking something about I have said this on my podcast before, but whatever. I this thing where she asks her about trying to find love, trying to find a partner who can like, you know, deal with who she is and like the power of the you know, this uh-huh. figure. And um that she's like still seeking or she's seeing that like there's periods of seeking in her life rangel i think referenced like that she had been in a time where she mm-hmm. was like really, and that uh, i just remember it and i probably get it wrong but i remember the phrase in my mind that rihanna had responded yes i am still in that time and i think about that mm-hmm. all the time like being in a time yeah and being able to look at yourself that way yeah that like yes we are constantly changing constantly in flow you can never really define anything as like i'm this now yeah, yeah. But you can kind of refer back to like a period yeah and, and kelly you can... stewart i
0: guess on this podcast calls them seasons yes i'm still so in that, that season yes seasons a season That's can last way to seven years like. yes three years. Yeah. so
1: this guy he's in a fucking season like to yeah. me a season class 20 minutes i hope he's in a season man. he's in a season It season you my know, life, he is in a season. life
0: right i know
1: i, I mean know. it might happen mm-hmm uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But that, that to me, there's, like, but a also, lot of honor. You need to honor that reality, yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's also, like, that's the real shit is, like, can we become aware of the reality enough to know that it's a season?
1: I think so, and I think also to acknowledge the reality of the things that cause seasons in us. Mm-hmm. Like, when we do talk about mental health, spiritual health, and these kind mm-hmm. of higher ideals, like, yeah, I can zen the fuck out uh, no matter what, but if I can't pay my rent, um, or if I have family members that are sick and I can't afford yeah, the health care yeah. or whatever, or I'm just stuck in a system of wage slavery, there's no way out. Those are real things mm-hmm. that I don't think it's, um, it's. I would say it's disingenuous to tell those people like, well, you have all these spiritual things you can access I, and let I me fucking help you agree. find peace.
0: I completely you agree. Know? No, I, well.
1: Hmm. No, no, because I agree with you also, like you said, about the people in cages. Here's what a I think. A person in a cage can find peace and just be okay there, but it's unfair to say, that they should have
0: to, or that there's, or, or no, I mean, or that when it would I want to about. I mean, we just have to be really be clear and acknowledge that like we're we're sitting not in we're sitting in really comfy leather chairs right now. Like when we're talking about you know being okay and like everyone finding a sense of okayness, like mm-hmm. no, there are people who that it would be ex- that much harder to find a su- sense of okayness. Yes. And I can't say impossible. Like, who the fuck knows? But like yeah, if you're starving, you're in a cage, right? or your family's dying, or you're dying, or whatever, okayness yeah. feels m- like more of a
1: stretch. Well, and I also think, like, when I feel like I've gotten resentful, you're talking in the past, i got resentful in the past of, like, uh, other people who seemed disappointed in me for not being successful enough, or not being uh, rich enough, or something like that. that th- that's how I felt, mm-hmm. or not being... Uh,
0: you imagine that.
1: But when I really looked at that, it was that I felt that about mm-hmm. myself. And and it might not be attached to, like, maybe I cynically put on, like, a, a dollar sign or something. But really, it was me feeling like I'm not living my truth. I'm mm-hmm. not out in the world doing things that I want to be doing. I'm mm-hmm. not being the type of person I would like to be. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, usually, I think, at the root of things that really hurt us that other people say to us mm-hmm. is that we have some sense of truth around that also. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're necessarily... Again, it's all at the same time. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think i If someone calls you an to... asshole,
0: but you really don't feel like an asshole, yeah, you, you don't, don't feel like it. Yet. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but if it does and it bothers you, yeah. you're like, I must be fucking.
0: Like mean. if someone was like, you're mean to me, I'd be like, ha ha ha. If someone was like, you're a failure, I'd be like, oh shit. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm yeah. so
0: scared I'm a failure. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not mean. Like that's clear. Like I'm not a mean person. I, yeah. That I know.
1: Yeah. Um, so to me, I don't know. There's a, there's a great, uh for the guy in the airport, mm-hmm. may, maybe the most important, thing is to like maybe help people through like a disentangling yeah or like a and and not even necessarily a full disentangling but just a recognition of like where they are and where Mm -hmm. other things are yeah and um and that they are entangled, well, and you can Well, recognition, choose to stay entangled, exactly, so there we are can,
0: at, like, awareness right. and
1: acceptance. One thing I feel like I have focused on a lot, I've tried to get better at, is really trying to figure out the difference between my stuff and other people's stuff. Yeah. And, like, if somebody else is fucking mad at me or has a lot of tension, ADHD, that's the thing in ADHD also, I've come mm. to realize. Uh, I've learned they call it reaction to reaction. So, uh, for instance, uh, in relationships, and romantic relationships, uh, partner relationships is actually a better way to put it. People with ADHD do fuck up about attention about like um time, like being on time mm-hmm. or asking how other people's days are mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. asking about them. And it's not because we're not interested. I'm like profoundly interested in mm-hmm. everybody and everything around me, especially the people I love Part of it I always blamed in my family, but now I realize it's a chemical thing too, was that we're just demonstrative. Nobody asks each other in my family. Mm -hmm. You just perform it kind of, you kind of like come in and say how you're doing, say what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. And through, it's like, for us, it's an implicit like, and now that you, now that I've shown you how open and true and honest Mm -hmm. I can be, please, now you do it. Mm -hmm. But that you're never going to be invited Mm -hmm. to like do it. It's just a, it's a sense that like you're allowed to do it and you should do it. Mm -hmm. But then I have people in my life that I'm close to who aren't like that, Mm -hmm. who grew up in more like, Conservative households, uh, not in the like political sense, but in the sense mm-hmm. of like, just aren't that performative. More Protestant or mm-hmm. more Catholic or more like mm-hmm. whatever that they're just contained. And so, as an ADHD person, you have to learn, like, just like love languages. And how are you? How was right. your day? Right, I really right. want to know. And before getting into knowing how to do that, what would happen is the person goes like, "I'm, I'm up, I'm hurt because you don't care about me," and. And you and you'd be like, what do you what do you mean? And you're like, well, you don't ask me how I am. If you never asked questions about me or my life or my anything, and I and then you, they had a reaction to mm-hmm. a behavior that you had that hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. And instead of going like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. No, I do care. I, I will. How are you? I'll continue. I'll strive to do that. You go. But how could you be mad at me? I'm not. I do care about you. That's not true. What you're saying isn't true. That's not what I mean. So what the fuck? I didn't do anything wrong. Right. And you get stuck in this reaction to the reaction mm-hmm. and that's a definite symptom of ADHD. Mm-hmm. But um
0: Well it's also know, a
1: thing that people Everyone feel. does. Yeah, that. and that's like codependency, which also I'm fucking good at that, you know, and this yeah. disentangling. So being able to Dis, like, see where you end and someone else yes. starts so that I can hear them say, uh, oh, you hurt my feelings by neglecting me in this way, that I don't go, but I didn't mean to neglect you, so that doesn't count. And right. how could you di- – now I feel bad, and why are you hurting me? Right. Like, that's crazy. Well, it's very that's it's
0: <laughs> Yeah, because really, like, all we really all want is just that uh, – to to know our feelings and express our feelings and have our feelings be understood by our partners. I think so. I yes. just
1: want someone to say attunement. like, "Oh,
0: you feel sad." Yeah, uh, yeah, attunement validation. Yes. Oh my God. Should we let's should, we, should we end this part one? Sure. Dude. Uh, I mean,
1: they don't really stop. I mean, it's just like don't yeah.
0: Don't really stop, and then we just keep talking. <laughs>
1: like this is we funny that we didn't see each other doing in two this, years, you guys.
0: But basically, <laughs> I Jira, on my podcast, and I'm going to be on his podcast.
1: Right. So well, yeah, we, we can move in because this is nice because I, I know I've am talking a lot, so now you're going to talk more because oh, I'm going to force you more. into. Some questions. Do you want to pee? Can we take a mini pee break? Yeah, let's take a p- right. pee
0: break. Wait, uh, Jared Sleeper, I'm so into you.
1: I'm so into you.
0: Do, are, do, do we you? Is there anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: No, I was happy about this. We kind of just like got in and running. Great. I would say, I would say, I, you know, I was looking at like you've got some amazing guests on this show. Yeah. Like really like amazing working actors, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know how I fit into this fucking puzzle here. Here you are. And here I am. But I, I would say about it, because we didn't really even get into this, but like, I do think acting like real like some people you get into acting and in, like like acting in high school right mm-hmm. like acting in education. why is acting important in the education system yeah. certainly not to make actors because we don't fucking need any more of those <laughs> but like i do think there's something about in an educational system a practice that uh when you are an adolescent or a teenager teaches you how to stand your ground and speak in your true voice yeah and not be afraid to do that that has essential value. Yeah. And for a lot of kids, me included, like that was my first exposure to therapy, mm-hmm. getting in touch with feelings mm-hmm. and what feelings mean mm-hmm. and are they real or not. I can make them up sometimes. I can just access them and they're in me. And that kind of dialectic sense of oneself and one's reality mm-hmm. is super valuable. And then with theater and acting in general, as I kept going, I haven't like done it in a while. Yeah. Like It's been years and one of the last plays I did was this one down at South Coast Repertory where like... Um, By
0: Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa. Not that one. That oh, was a good one. one.
1: I mm-hmm. love that one. But I did this one, Um, I think Catherine Trishman, I think was the name. It was called mm-hmm. How the World Began. Mm-hmm. And it's this play about like uh it was like a a kid who's like hyper religious in this small town in Kansas and they get this uh this tornado head torn up their town and this teacher comes to uh uh teach like as a kind of like AmeriCorps kind of thing mm-hmm. and um is teaching creationism and my character takes great umbrage at this and is like you gotta stop doing that mm-hmm. and by the end of the play you realize uh and that it's like uh, basically he he prayed for his abusive stepdad to die and then mm. the tornado killed everybody and mm. and uh and he felt like his prayers were answered, but they mm. also killed like 16 other people in town. So he like believes in the power of God and it's right. going to come do it again. So it was like a, it was a heavy play. It was like a little three-hander. It was great. And it ends with this big monologue where you list the names of the people who died. Yeah. And I did that show from uh, a reading through the performance mm. and from the first reading that we did in rehearsal till like basically last performance. The last performance it started to like not happen as much where like every time i read that thing and we started to say the names just Mm ball like just like uncontrollably not acting like Mm -hmm. not like like you just be and i really gelled for me there like the pagan roots of theater Mm -hmm. that like i truly think theater is a a more spiritual practice than anything else Mm -hmm. and it's like closer to voodoo than anything else like santeria like Mm -hmm. you're inviting ghosts into your body Mm -hmm. and into the room Mm -hmm. and i remember like being in rehearsals for that show like like late on um uh or we were in uh tech rehearsals or yeah it was like yeah those last tech rehearsals mm-hmm. you know the ones you're doing yeah, the, yeah. the day of you're like and i remember the director asked us to like wanted to rework that monologue mm. a few times near the and and i remember it was one of the first times i like talked back to a director too yeah i they wanted to do it again and i and i was like really i was like all right we can if you want to but it's not like starting a car you know what i mean yeah i'm like we're, we're bringing fucked up shit in here and yeah. I can't, I, my body's going to start inoculating and I don't know, I don't know if you really want to do that too much. Yeah. Yeah. And I meant it. And yeah. I think sometimes I think it's a hindrance to me that like, I always think, cause I still think of myself as an act. When I was a teen, my mom asked me what I wanted to do and I was like seven great. I, I want to be an actor or a writer because I want to make people feel things. And that mm. pretty much remains true. But I think it's become more nuanced where it's like, like I, I was doing all this new media stuff, right? I found this YouTube world and I remember looking around one day and being like, damn, you really get what you wish for. Because I was like, I want to just make my living, make people laugh, feel stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, I want to be rich, I want to be famous, I want to be something." Yeah. I was like barely making ends meet, doing like YouTube bullshit. And you
0: were like, fuck, I wish I would said I, I was wanted like, to I fucking, But then, But then I
1: get down to now where I'm at, I'm like, well, chicken or the egg with the fucking acting mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. If I truly believe this like weird therapeutic quality and this weird spiritual aspect to like... Because sometimes I don't even think it's good to be in it. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm cultivating sociopathy. Like, I can believe anything. But you
0: do make people feel.
1: You do. But you you make
0: people feel. No, I'm saying, like, actor or not. Correct. Like, period. That's who you are. Correct. You are that in this world.
1: And I think the best advice I ever fucking got about acting, too, was like, again, as a teenager, first professional play I ever did, again, having trouble in the final, like, a good run through previews. And then, you know, the the second and third preview being like, whatever. I remember the producer of the theater calling me when I was in the car on the way home and being like... Basically they were just like you can't try to do the same thing every night. You just got to be there. And then the big thing was I remember in rehearsals with the with the the writer, the the writer was like and that was another kid who was like it was a, about a kid who shot people at his school mm-hmm. and then like what, felt uh guilty in, in prison was trying to tell his mom that he felt guilty mm-hmm. and then she's like no I think you did the right thing. I met their parents. They're fucking awful. And it was, it was really twisted and he's like uh-huh. and he's just having this mind fuck. He's like no you're you are wrong. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And um I remember then my my the, the writer being like being like uh I don't know I was having trouble accessing it or something and I was like I just don't feel like this kid I don't know I was like I don't feel like he's like nobody ever like makes funny or anything like that nobody nobody's like you never felt that feeling and I was like I don't know not really like I you know I mean called called get called like fag and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. sorry this is like a bad that's word funny. but it was a, you know that's yeah. what they said and I remember and just like brushing it off. And the director was like, that's pretty bad. And I just, like, fucking cracked because mm. you're like, oh, yeah, people are mean. And mm. I don't feel it because you can all the time. Mm-hmm. And and this idea that it was like – they were like, don't try to be this character. Like, mm. every character you ever play, any acting you ever do is you. Mm-hmm. You might have different parents. You might have a different life, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's always you. Mm-hmm. And there's something to me that, like – because I think we get so enchanted by, like, the Daniel Day-Lewises, like, the, mm-hmm. like, transformative – Oh, wow. How do they, how do you get the physicality? I love my friend does this one man show. Andrew Prez is his name. He's amazing. He does this one man show he's done for since he wrote it in college and it's developed about Klaus Kinski where he becomes Klaus Kinski. Mm -hmm. And there's this Kinski quote where he goes out, he did the movie of Gary the Wrath of War and he was like, I'm going to play a hunchback. I will not wear a prosthetic. My body will change to fit the role. And I remember being like, fuck, that's so real and so (laughs) true. It feels real and true Mm -hmm. (sighs) that like, you get so enchanted by that, that sometimes you're like, how is it possible that I will be a better actor by being born myself? Like, by not trying to be like, how would this person say it? Uh-huh. And instead being like, and because also, there are these enchanting have fun- Have you
0: answered that for yourself?
1: I, I, I don't know that I have. I'll tell you. Wait, hold on. I'm going to hear you guys. Answer. I really <laughs> do. Because I was just going to say at the end of it, seeing these like amazing, and you saw me like, real like journeymen and, and stuff, and I was just like, I still love acting. I still love writing. I still just love making shit. And I love just talking to people mm-hmm. that you're like- Part of me is like, man, if I had only picked acting, maybe it would be a different story now. Mm-hmm. But I realize, like, that's not like, like I find like I don't fucking like actors. Like, no, I don't dude, like to be around actors. It's not
0: satisfying enough for you.
1: It's not, but it's also like weird how this idea of being an actor mm-hmm. becomes. I, I was listening to Ed Begley Jr.'s one, yeah. and I was so into that one where he was just like, I realized I was, a, I was a kid, and it was like, I was like, why don't I have a show? Why don't I give me a show? Uh-huh. I deserve it. Just give me a show. Yeah. It would be fun, and yeah. it's easy, and I don't care. It's like so real. And, like, uh, and just thinking about every time you see your friends who are actors when you're, like, not really making it and, like, the only thing they can be, like, D- what have you been going <laughs> – oh, I went into this one office and and they love me and, uh, you know. Yeah. And there's always some thing slid in, yeah. like a uh, humble brag, like, and they thought it was great. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's, like, so painful yeah. and so, like, ironic that, like, you've – made the thing you want to do with your life, this pursuance of truth mm-hmm. and like some essential humanity. Mm-hmm. And then somehow since you need to be picked to get the chance to do it, yeah. you get trapped in just like wishing you could tell the truth and right. wishing you could do the thing you want to do. right? And then it's all about that. And it just like totally loses well, the Well, that's
0: the idea though, is that like part of the reason may, maybe that we find ourselves enrolled in these shitty classes in the Valley or whatever which yeah. i also wouldn't recommend i'm just being i'm sort of joking is it's that funny
1: because i'm finding myself maybe wanting to do well, it like, right I'm like because forgetting you want to I remember like
0: you want to remember
1: well actually i lied i do know i love i like acting but, but some of the craft parts are like leaving me
0: how you want to remember the the real reason you got into it mm-hmm. which is that you're wanting to feel and express and connect yeah. with humanity
1: yes and also also spiritual thought but like I truly think when you sit around, when, you, when you're in a set or a theater, but especially a set and you're like, all this fucking shit, the the effort to invent this goddamn camera that can shoot 16K yeah. and like these lenses that are like so, like it's so difficult to make those lenses yeah. and like crafts are everything, all of this shit so we can play pretend yeah. and people take pictures of it yeah. so that we can like tell us, st- like is so absurd mm. in the face of. The boiling planet and the whatever, but so essential to why we exist. Yeah, dude. Like living and telling narratives and so beautiful and like spiritually so beautiful.
0: And transformative.
1: And it's just the best place to be in the world. That thing about it's essential to humans to create. Yeah. The idea that hundreds or even dozens or maybe just three of you, like one person with a sound and, you know, camera and is like, are just doing this absurd thing that isn't about putting food on the table, really. That's like about the real reason we're alive. Yeah. Is so. That's the creative thing. That's like not about being productive. It's about being creative. And also why I feel so fucking gross when you realize it's like a business and, and there are people who just sure, think sure, of it that sure. way. But that all disappears all part in the of face it. of yeah anyway that was my weird little mini round about like i, I was like oh acting and i was just like i just want to share that because i feel like other people will listen to this too who are like why the fuck am i acting so and why am i still trying to act i'm yeah. in my 30s and i don't make my fucking living well acting. so we
0: just last question and can you answer yeah. that in a minute because i want to i want you to have i want to have enough time ah, we will be good we podcast. own uh, we will be good um what do you know what your purpose is like in life
1: no i don't think i but do We kind
0: of said it a little bit like to make people feel things
1: yeah that's a good question, man. I don't know.
0: But that's a like that's a pretty valuable purpose. Like that's enough. If if we went into the world and I mean I, I guess make people feel things that
1: help them grow, maybe. I'd like people. This thing we're trying to figure out how to phrase yeah. where words fail yeah. about being okay. Yeah. If yeah. I could somehow let people know they're okay, and that to me is about. Yeah. When you see a story and you're there and you go, oh, fuck, I thought I was the only one who felt that. And even what we're talking about, the thing about like – because something has flipped in me when you say you see other people who are – I saw Oscar Isaacs did something. I don't even remember the moment was in the movie Annihilation. I remember there's a scene with him and Natalie Portman and he does something. And he has some reaction where I was like, he's more human than me. Like, mm-hmm. it was so honest and so beautiful and so just like, and, st- and just so tiny, mm-hmm. like some fa- facial tick of a thing responding to this woman he's in love with or something like that. I just remember having that thought, like, that person's more human than me. Mm-hmm. Like, and it being so exciting, like Mikhail Baryshnikov or some shit, like, so exciting to see someone be so beautiful. I have friends who are musicians who just, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful what people can be Mm. and the idea that they're 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 like you Mm -hmm. but not Mm -hmm. like that divinity can live in this fucking animal Mm -hmm. and that we can create some sort of practice and ritual around truly accessing and sharing Mm -hmm. this divinity Mm -hmm. that that to me is the essence of it's okay Mm. and also that like within the it's okay that doesn't mean fucking settle that means try to let other people know they're okay. Try to actually make it more okay. Mm. Try to like work for something. Try to try to create a more beautiful and extant thing on this plane mm. somehow. I guess that's part of the purpose. Yeah. And it can be boiled down to like just helping everybody know that uh, they're okay. And that's not the end of it. It's constantly flowing and it's constantly bad and good and whatever. But it, whatever it is, it's okay and you're okay. Maybe that would be it. That's. Stunning.
0: Thank you.
1: Thanks for having this. This is really lovely. I feel yeah. very emotional right now. This I has been know. nice. I Watery. love it.
0: Oof. I love it so much. I feel it. Yeah, it's very beautiful.
1: Well, this is kind of how we... I don't, know. I don't know. I don't really understand. I, to me, this is a mystical, magical uh, connection, friendship thing. Yeah. i like, that always felt like, because you reached out to me, I think, sometimes. Yeah. We didn't even know each other. Yeah. And you just something, you're like, I like the vibe you have. Would you yeah. like to hang out? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember at the time, I was like, I don't know what this was. I was like, why do, why do people reach out? They must always right. want something from you. But it no, wasn't. I just wanted to hang out. And then once I got caught, I'm like, oh, that's the same thing. It's like a sensitivity to beings around yeah. that you're like, we're supposed to... Know each other and and share this and co-create whatever we're co-creating. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, by the way,
1: that's the fighting thing too, Mm -hmm. is co-creation. Yes. You you think that you're watching two people in opposition. Wanting to destroy each other. Because they're trying to fucking kill each other. Right. But uh, they're co-creating something beautiful. Most of the time, I'd say majority of the time, yeah, I think so, at the end of some of those fights, like the UFC or whatever, you watch those real fights, throw out all the marketing and the capitalism that creates the WWE, the bad blood and that kind of shit. That's unfortunate. That's infesting it. Because most of the real competitors, the real ones who do it, they'll be bleeding. They're trying to fucking murder each other a second ago. Yeah. They're hugging each other. Yeah. And they're saying like, God damn, that was something. We made, we did something together. Yeah. You, you made me find things in me. Yeah. And that, I guess, is part of the okay thing too. That like, it might look like pain. It might look like violence. And it is because existence is violent. It's cells eating each other. uh uh-huh. But in that, you are co-creating something really beautiful and human.
0: You made me find something in me.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so pretty. And I'm not going to, like, let you off the hook. I'm going to fucking chase you and try to take from you Yeah. whatever the thing is you're trying to hold on to and make you work for it. Yeah. That's beautiful.
0: It is. Oh, dude. I mean,
1: you got to do it consensually, you know? They got to <laughs> enter the cage with you. You can't just force that on people.
0: Consensual.
1: Consensual combat. Consensual violence.
0: something about us.
1: Well, it's very different. I think people who look at... Uh, you know, Meryl Streep had her her little comment that the MMA community was up in arms about, about uh-huh. like, if we don't support the arts, then we're just going to be MMA, mixed martial arts. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, oh, Meryl, I love you so goddamn much. Those people are doing the same thing you do. Yeah. They're telling stories and they're putting their body on the line and they're telling the fucking truth in there. That's beautiful. And for some people, like the guy in the airport maybe, yeah. that might be the only way they can really get it. Yeah,
0: you dude. You know? Oh, yes.
1: It's the same thing. Good I theater is this. violence, you know? Yeah. It is.
0: Yeah. It's, and it
1: always has a resolution. Yeah. But you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do. And, this, and just And just
1: her and everybody else to understand the difference between consensual violence and yeah. non. Right. Like, These people are not like you. They are professionals who have made their bodies into something that yours is not. Mm. So even the damage they're inflicting on each other, they're sustaining it differently. Yeah. And um, you know, there's a time they have to stop. It's sad when you see some people who the economics of fighting have like made people stay past their prime and their brains really gone and it's it can be bad. But there is a a place for it and a type of person for it, and it um I think resonates with a lot of people about something in themselves that is struggling with that that violence of existence that spiritual violence that you can see made flesh i'm
0: so glad that you just put it like that you know what i mean totally know what you mean um you're the best thank you so much. you are the best thank you yeah
1: we'll take a pee and then i'll just get right into you
0: okay that's our show thanks for listening Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IamCatFoster and reach out to us using the hashtag ActingRealPod. For links and recommendations from this week's episode, visit actingrealpodcast.com. Episodes go up on Mondays. Subscribe to the show and rate and review us. It would mean so, so much to us if you did. This podcast is produced by Hanami Sutton and Chris Mako with technical assistance by David O'Hara and music by Sean Hokinson. We love you guys. We really, really do. Thanks for listening. See you next week.